as everyone's master. As everyone's master. And they think no one else. And they think no one else. A better husband and protector than you. A better husband and protector than you. Purport by our spiritual master, the founder acharya of this movement, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. Here, the meaning of husband or guardian is clearly explained. People want to become a husband, a guardian, a governor, or a political leader without knowing the actual meaning of such a superior position. There are many people all over the world, indeed, throughout the universe, who claim for some time that they are husbands, political leaders, or guardians. But in due course of time, they, uh, the Supreme Lord desires their removal from their posts and their careers are immediately finished. Therefore, those who are actually learned and advanced in spiritual life do not accept any leader, husband, or maintainer other than the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Krishna personally states in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 18, verse 66, Ahang tvang sarvapatidyo mokshayishyami I shall deliver you from all sinful reactions. Krishna is not afraid of anyone. On the contrary, everyone is afraid of Krishna. Therefore, he can actually give protection to a subordinate living entity. Since so-called leaders or dictators are completely under the control of material nature, they can never give complete protection to others although they claim this ability due to false prestige. People do not know that the real advancement in life consists of accepting the Supreme Personality of Godhead as one's master. Instead of deceiving themselves and others by pretending to be all-powerful, all political leaders, husbands, and guardians should spread the Krishna consciousness movement so that everyone can learn how to surrender to Krishna, the Supreme Husband. That ends Prabhupada's purport for today. Trinadapi Sunichena Turar Iva Sahishyuna Amanina Manadena Kirtaniya Sadarhari Thank you, Prabhus. Thank you very much. It's weird getting used to this. It's a little strange. So this word, akutabaya, one who is not fearful of anyone. In the song by Govinda Das, Bajahure Mana Srinanda Nandana Abhai Charnada Bindare. The way to become fearless is to tightly take hold of Krishna's lotus feet. That's how we surrender. We take shelter of Krishna's lotus feet by hearing and chanting about Krishna. There are nine items of devotional service 
But Lord Chaitanya emphasizes that these first two, hearing and chanting, these are the most important. They're the foundation. You cannot proceed to the other seven unless you're nicely doing hearing and chanting. When uh, Prakashananda Saraswati was being converted by Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya said, it is by devotional service beginning with hearing. Other times, if Lord Chaitanya was asked uh, about the beginning of devotional service, he would say, chant the holy name of the Lord. So either way, it begins with hearing and chanting. We hear from Srila Prabhupada, the Maha Mantra. The, the mantra has to be received from the lips of a pure devotee, otherwise poisonous effects are achieved. So when you come to Iskand, you hear Prabhupada's chanting. You hear that japate, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, sit properly. When I was in Alachua last week, I did a program, and it was with uh, second generation devotees, and somebody, somebody walked in with a shirt, sit properly. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> very good, somebody, somebody's got it. So this, uh, we want to become fearless. That's something money can't buy. Even if you're the richest man in the world, that doesn't mean you're free from fear. In the Bhagavatam, the demigods are described, even they are fearful. What are they fearful of? They're the demigods. They're the king, they have all these powers. But what are they afraid of? Somebody kicking them out of their position. They're afraid of the demons. And we see, later on, we're going to come to the eighth canto, where Bali Maharaj kicks the demigods and they have to go into hiding. And Bali is sitting on the throne of India. When we get to seventh canto, we'll see that Hiranyakashipu terrorizes the universe. And Narada is explaining to Yudhishthira in the seventh canto, everyone, including myself, Narada said, had to bow down and glorify Hiranyakashipu. Only Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva didn't have to kowtow to Hiranyakashipu. So, you may be in the heavenly planets, but that doesn't mean you're free from fear. And now, in America, and all over the world, fear is the biggest thing. People are afraid of losing their jobs, losing their house. They've already, so many have lost their 401k, their retirement funds. And now that we have this um, disaster in the Gulf of Mexico, there's talk that this oil spill, if it's not checked soon, could destroy all the world's water, seawater, completely contaminated. So, you turn on the television, you turn on the radio, you go on the internet, within two minutes, you're fearful. Because how much good news is there? 
If it's good news, it's usually fluff. It's usually something so ridiculous. Ha, 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 you laugh for a second. But basically, the news of the world is very depressing. And it just gets worse and worse and worse day by day. And as a result, people are very fearful. Somebody asked me recently, I was in uh, Panama, and whenever I go to Panama, I always talk to these Cindy uh, shopkeepers, and uh, they always, I always ask them, how's business doing? And, and they say, we're simply waiting for America to get back on its feet. And I tell them, well, don't hold your breath. <laughs> and I told them that, because they sometimes they ask me, what's the mood in America? I said, my experience is everybody's okay, but if you just, just poke them a little bit, you'll see the rage come out. It doesn't take much for somebody to go off because everyone is under a lot of pressure and this fear. But the devotees, we are not fearful. We're chanting, we're dancing, taking prasadam. We get to see the beautiful deities. We get to chant, we get to preach. We're still distributing books, yes, Prabhupati? Sura is still doing your bhajan kirtan. Nothing's going to change that, right? So the world is crumbling in fearful and anxiety, but the devotees are still chanting and dancing. Like I always say, when people ask me, Prabhu, how are you doing? Still chanting after all these years. As long as I'm chanting, it's all good. If I can't chant, then it's bad. We model. But I still have a voice. I still have two ears. I still have a tongue. I'm still chanting. And I said recently, I said, even when Krishna removed all my teeth, I was still chanting. I was still preaching. I remember once I had to call one credit card company to resolve a problem. And in the conversation, I told the lady, I don't have any teeth. She goes, that's amazing. I can hear everything you say clearly. So I was thinking, see, Krishna can take everything, but you can still do your devotional. You can still preach, even with no teeth. Look at Jayavataka Maharaj. Good example, right? Everybody wrote him off. He's finished. He's still preaching. Somehow or the other, he's still preaching. So the devotees, we are in the best position. Say right now, say within the next second an earthquake comes. Where should we go? Should we go anywhere? No, just stay here. Chant and dance in front of Rukmini Dwarkadish. If it comes crumbling down, where are we going to go? If the earthquake came, the big one. The big one. Right? <laughs> if we're chanting and dancing in front of Rukmini Dwarkadish, where do you think we're going to go if we all die? At home. Yes. So then what's there to worry about? Right now, we're in the safest place you could possibly be. Maharaj Parikshit, at the beginning of his Srimad Bhagavatam, he told Brahmins, let the snake bird come, I don't care. 
Just go on chanting the glorious deeds of Krishna and Vishnu. He was fearless, Maharaj Pariksit. He knew he was going to die in seven days. He said, bring it on. Let's go. I'm ready. And he became totally absorbed in Srimad Bhagavatam. And uh, it says, maybe Mukunda knows, uh, at the, in the 12th canto, Shukadeva Goswami tells Pariksit, you know what? You're not even going to know that the snake bird has bitten you and your body will burst and you won't even be aware of it because you'll be so absorbed in Krishna consciousness. So we have the best thing that money can't, money can't buy me love. Yes. We have Prabhupada, we have Krishna consciousness, we have it all. We just have to accept it and just go on. It was interesting how Prabhupada in this purport is ordering us to go out and preach. Give Krishna consciousness. Because one who has life, he can preach. Dead man cannot preach. I've heard from Jayapachaka Maharaj's disciples that uh, he's very anxious. He wants to go and preach. The disciples are trying to know Maharaj. No, he wants to go out and preach. He's not a dead man. He's alive. He's alive because that desire to preach is there. Book distributors, you get up every day and you're thinking, another day, another Gita. I heard your scores today, Abhijay. That was four days. Unbelievable. May Krishna bless you more and more and more and more. Unbelievable scores for four days preaching. Now you have to make disciples. You have to make clones of Vijay. Vijay clones that go all over the world and distribute books and books and books. That's the only way we're going to fix this world mess is by this book distribution, by our kirtan, just by being Krishna conscious. One Krishna conscious pure devotee, look what he did. One. Now the hope is there that there will be thousands of pure devotees, even if they're little pure devotees. Yeah, I'll be happy if I can just become a chota pure devotee. <laughs> Doesn't matter how big big. Didn't sure didn't Prabhupada say there are no big devotees in our movement? Didn't Prabhupada say that? I think that's one of your favorite quotes. That's all right. I don't need to be a big devotee. I need to lose weight as it is anyway. <laughs> but I would if I could be one chota pure devotee. Oh. And then we just have to give Krishna consciousness, spread this movement. Even if all I can do is, when I see someone, Hari Bol, Hari Krishna. Even if that's all I can do in my time, place, and circumstance. I told you so many times, when I was working in Westwood in the office as a bookkeeper, I would pick up the phone, Hari Bol, instead of hello, and they would go, huh? Hari Bol. Any little way, any little thing to, 
spread and preach Krishna consciousness. It is quite significant in today's verse, Lakshmi Ji. This is Lakshmi Ji, right? Yes. She's speaking. And uh, she's really, you know, informing everybody, you know, nothing like a woman to put you in your place. As I've always said, it's, I'm so grateful to have a good, hard-headed wife. <laughs> because, I, and I said this, I was in Alachua last weekend, so I gave a class and I said, you know, the best way to learn humility is to get married. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Because it, make, it forces you to be humble. If it ain't the wife, it's the kids. If it ain't that, it's the mother-in-law. One way or the other, you're going to learn humility. Crook or by crook, you will learn to be meek and humble. Or, apart from that, um, go out and preach, distribute books. Vijay, can you distribute books and not be humble? Is that possible? Impossible, right? Rigupati, you've been doing it since even before I was a devotee, when I used to see you in Washington Square Park, when I was going to the back fence bar to play guitar, there you were in Washington Square Park passing out books. Can you distribute books if you're not humble? Right? Just by going out and preaching, it forces you to be humble. In fact, even if you just want to chant Hare Krishna, you have to be humble. You can't chant Hare Krishna and be puffed up. You won't get past the second mantra. Isn't that what we pray? Chinadapi suni chena, turadiva sahishnuna, amani namanadina kirtaniya sadahari. And then in that final Shikshastakam uh, chapter of the Anchalila, the way Prabhupada is explaining what Chaitanya is giving the purport of the Shikshastakam, it says that if one can do this, we be meek and humble, offer respects to others be more tolerant than a tree and not expect honor for oneself, then one can always easily chant. That's the key. Yes, chanting, but is it hard, hard, or is it How is your chanting? Is it hard? Is it a struggle? Do you wake up in the morning and go, oh man, I got a chance 16 rounds today. Oh. Or is it, Hari Bull, it's time to chant my rounds. Judge. <laughs> Only you can answer that question how your japa is every day. And yes, you may have chanted a bajillion rounds yesterday, but you still got a chance 16 today. Yeah, you can't pay for it, pay it forward. No. You did a bajillion rounds for all your previous lifetimes. That's what I tell people sometimes. Prabhu, you know, how come you're chanting? I said, yeah, I gotta, I gotta chant for my rounds for my previous lives. I got, my job, my job is never done. I have so many lifetimes where I didn't chant 16 rounds. So I gotta try to catch up. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, uh, in, in the purport, Prabhupada mentioned that uh, everyone is afraid of Krishna. 
And in the very first canto, in the very first chapter, there's that beautiful verse that fear personified is afraid of Krishna's name. Once you understand that, once you can grasp that, you can chant, you realize, what? Fear personified is afraid of Krishna? Then let me chant Krishna's name. I've said the story so many times. That first day on Sankirtan with Shatrajit Das on the 34th Street platform of the subway. And this guy put a gun or a knife in my back. Give me your money. So I turned to Shatrajit. What do I do? Chant. And the guy ran away. <laughs> and I said to Shatrajit, this mantra really works. It works, it's real. And, and uh, you can ask Archita, we've done so many hundreds of college and high school programs. And Archita can tell you, sometimes I'm in a mood and I tell the college students, do you think I'm a fool? Huh? You think that I'm going to spend two, three hours a day chanting this and not get something from it? Do you think I'm stupid? Oh, I am getting so much benefit from this mantra now, I dare you to take it. We have realization. That realization is that we've done it. You have realization. How many years you have done book distribution, Vijay? How many years? 32? 32 years. So you're going to do something for 32 years and not get some understanding, some realization? You're certainly not a fool, right? Anyone who has chanted the Maha Mantra, or we could give the example of uh, Suradas, who's doing his Bhajan Kirtan, going all over the world. He's getting realization. He's deriving great satisfaction and bliss. Are you not, Suradas? <laughs> That's called feigning humility. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. So, uh, we are getting, there's that line in the Bhagavad Gita chapter, we studied it Wednesday night. Pratyakshavagamam. It is directly perceived by you. It's not pie in the sky, John Lennon Asura. It's not that we're post-dated check. Prabhupada told us, beware of the post-dated check. Our movement is not post-dated. I certainly would not have joined a post-dated check movement. Oh yes, you do all this stuff, and when you die, then you get your reward in heaven. For, I already left that. I already checked out of that club. No. I want the world, and I want it now! <laughs> and that's what Prabhupada was offering. Prabhupada was offering instant bliss. Give me that samosa. Mm. First time I had prasadam, I was hooked. That's right, Ted Patrick, I was hooked. <laughs> I didn't need to spend four nights, three days, I mean three nights, I mean, no. That first spinach prasadam, in Brooklyn Temple, I ate that 
I said, give me more. Give me more. I got to have this food. Got to come back tomorrow. <laughs> I was hooked. I'll challenge any movement, any philosophy, any guru, this, that, the other thing. Show me something better than Krishna Prasad. Uh-uh, you don't got it. But Krishna Prasad, the best thing. I joined this movement for Prasad. Everything else came later. No Prasad? Bye. Talk to the hand. That's why I love Lord Chaitanya's religion. Chant, dance, and take Prasad. Who would not want to join that movement? Who would want to stay in a religious movement where you have to twist your body or do severe austerities and penances? No. Lord Chaitanya's movement, oh, just chant. And I love to sing. I love to talk. I love chanting. Dancing, I'm a little weak on dancing. And then take prasad, I'm there. I've told people, Prabhuji, will you come here? We I said, yes. Buy me a ticket and make sure there's prasad. I'll go. I'll go anywhere in the world. But there's got to be good prasad. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. The purport of today's verse is nicely explained by Krishna Das Kaviraj in the Adi Lila. Ekale Ishwara Krishna Arsavabritya. Krishna is the only master, everyone else is servant. And then there's that nice Adi Lila chapter 6, where Advaita Acharya explains that even the Vishnu tattvas have this mood of servitude to Krishna. That God Himself wants to become a devotee because to be a devotee is a higher ecstasy than being God. That, when I understood that, when I read that, I said, this solves all problems. Everybody here in this rotten, stinking, filthy, cheating, lying, material world is trying to be God, the enjoyer, all-powerful, the controller, the star that everyone talks about. Everyone's trying to become the best friend of everyone. But they will always be unhappy. Whereas God, the one who actually is God, is telling you, you know what? You get more bliss from serving God. And to prove it, I'll also become my servant and I'll show you. And look at Gordon Tutt. They're not raising their hands because they're giving up, right? When you capture <laughs> criminals, you, you know, you, no. They've got their hands in the air because they are so ecstatic. They're telling everybody, come on, let's go. Taste this ecstasy with me. Come on. Haribo! So when I, when I read that, that section of the Adi Lila, that there's more ecstasy in serving God than being God. That's the idea. Bhaktivinoda in his song, he says that once you accept that you're the eternal servant of Krishna, no more sorrow. Now, I don't know about you, 
But I like that proposition, no more sorrow. They used to talk about it in all the songs I used to sing at the back fence bar, but nobody had it. But then Prabhupada comes with his Maha Mantra and you hear that Hare Krishna address, the three words, Ramakrishna Hare. And you hear Prabhupada's nice voice and he's explaining the Maha Mantra. Just hearing that, you just want, okay, it's time to chant. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Transcendental seeds of the Maha Mantra. And there's no need to understand the language of the mantra because I get that from people. Prabhu, you don't know Sanskrit. As if that's, you know, you know Sanskrit, so, you know. And Prabhupada said, no need to understand the language of the mantra. Just chant. So you, not you, but me, I know I'm stupid. I know that. Just ask my wife. So that's okay. I may be stupid, but I can understand everything. I can realize everything simply by chanting this Maha Mantra. And I may not know what Krish means and Ra. That's all right. The poison still acts. It goes in there. The Maha Mantra acts and it destroys all the dirty things in the core of my heart. All the sludge, lust, anger, greed. And Krishna in the heart cleans it. And when the heart is clean, there's that beautiful description in the nectar of devotion that when you become a pure devotee, there's a diffusion of love that just emanates from your heart. That was the first thing when I saw Prabhupada. I got that. I saw that diffusion of love. That's something to chant for. I would love to get to that stage where I'm such a nice chota, pure devotee, that there's diffusion of love coming out. In the meantime, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. I'm sure somebody wants to beat me up, so whoever wants to go first, it's okay. I'll be meek and humble. I'll take your... I always say, if you're going to give it, you've got to be willing to take it. Does anybody want to open the floor for a discussion? No discussion? Does that mean I pass the audition? Yeah. Well then, shall we continue with our devotional service? All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you, DJ. Thank you.